Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome uh, Thomas Noppen to shed a light on the importance of media freedom from the point of view of a journalist and news entrepreneur. Thomas is a board member and previous chair of News Media Denmark, an organization which he founded to create a unified political voice for small and medium-sized digital and innovative media publications in Denmark. His journalistic experience ranges from hosting a weekend show on Danish national radio to founding and managing an online newspaper before editing a printed design magazine. At a European level, he's part of the steering committee at the European Innovative Media Publishers, EIMP. That was a long bio uh, because you do a lot of things. So, Thomas, you know about our three plus one format. You get three questions and one soapbox moment. And I know you're nervous about the soapbox moment, but it'll be fine. Um, so uh, let's start with uh, question one. Uh, what does protecting media freedom uh, mean to you? And I know that um, the reaction usually is, well, I could write a thesis on that, but you only have five minutes, I'm afraid. No problem. I'll keep it short. And uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be asked to join. I mean to me, well, I think obviously different countries have different challenges. And in some countries, the very freedom of the press is much more challenged than uh, it is, say, in Denmark. So I'll leave speaking of that to others and speak about more of the Danish perspective. Um, and I think actually... For, for us or for my organization, um, it's about the freedom to pursue the journalism that is needed today. And I think in terms of need, need is not something universal. Some publishers have one way of doing things and new ones have others. So publishing takes many shapes, but there's a tendency to favor what we can call the known quantity. But, you know, like what worked yesterday might not work tomorrow. And media freedom, in my opinion, should be in about ensuring that we don't put systems in place that favor and institutionalize certain ways of being a publisher. So um, I think there's a tendency to define media freedom, um, uh, let's say, actually, like financial freedom by where legislation favors uh old legacy publishers who have one way of doing it. And in with that happens that like they forget the new ideas and the new needs of journalism. That That's actually a, a good point in the sense that um, often legislators legislate what they know and they can't anticipate what they don't know yet. And, and I often joke by saying if they could anticipate, they would probably be venture cap capitalists and not legislators. <laughs> but uh, it, it is it is a fault that, that happens in, in many files, not, not just yeah, uh, media freedom. Um, so if if um, I think with that with that vision of of trying to think of all models and not just a few, uh, what should the EU legislators do or do better to protect media freedom? Well, I, I think they, should, um, they shouldn't let the old guard define what media freedom is. Uh, there is a plurality of people who should be heard. There's experts, there's startups, and uh, really you should, they should listen much more to their opinions as well. 
uh, because uh, those opinions might differ significantly from legacy publishers. And although it's much easier to hear what legacy publishers have to say because they have, well, obviously they dominate the debate because they are the news, but they also have the financial uh, powers to actually put in the lobbying efforts, which a lot of uh, small publishers don't. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I, I definitely think about uh, think that, and then also, uh, um, leg legislators shouldn't get too blindsided uh, by the discourse about the tech platforms being the main problem. Um, this is a point I've tried to make a few times in Denmark as well. That you know, media legislation is only ten percent tech platforms. There's a lot of other, other stuff which is much more important, but because of some publishers, old publishers again, losing some revenue to uh, some new businesses who do, you know, they actually help some uh, platforms getting traffic, but they do something completely different. They are made to get advertising revenue and some publishers have lost that revenue, but media freedom and like the, the 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 possibilities to create a media business aren't that dependent on tech platforms certainly they're not the main problem i think that uh, legislators should really focus on what are the challenges of media rather than what are the challenges of old media vis-a-vis -vis the tech uh, the tech giants and then there's a third thing uh, is that uh, legislators should focus on journalism and not the medium uh, we know that journalism can take many shapes, uh, you know, the TV, writing, etc. And we don't know what will be the next big thing. Right now it's audio, but, um, well, you know, audio is certainly growing big, like print online is still big, but uh, we don't know what it is. So don't make leg legislation that purely focuses on one type because it might change tomorrow. And there might be startups which can, you know, really change the landscape, but who are disenfranchised or um, somehow rather like out competitive, uh, you, know, you know, can't compete because there's legislation that favors one way of doing it in place of something else. Okay. Um, I think I think to a certain extent you, you've already raised uh, part of, of, of that uh, question, uh, response to question three, which is what are the pitfalls that EU legislators should avoid when trying to protect the media and our freedoms in the sense that you raise a technological neutral approach to a certain or a platform neutral approach or distribution channel neutral approach uh, in, in, in your previous answer. But maybe there's other pitfalls that you see that they should uh, be aware of. Yeah, well, well, they're basically all connected, but, uh, but there is this part about like not making laws for now and yesterday, but make laws that like cover your bases in the future and um, so we don't have like legislation which are is like specific for one type of situation or one type of problem and in, in this particular context like a really bad example is uh, the copyright directive which was made to put some pressure on youtube somehow but basically now uh, make sure that youtube is the only possible <laughs> channel or what we call it who can actually follow that legislation so they've basically given youtube a monopoly uh, which wasn't the intention and i know a lot of experts actually warned about this but i think it's really important for legislators to listen to 
the criticism and pitfalls about this because uh, this is the perfect bad example of actually supporting something where your intention was completely different. Uh, so, so uh, you know, and that that can actually come over to my second recommendation, which is, it's a bit, you know, uh, don't make laws that uh, protect, but make laws that empower. Uh, and because uh, there's, uh, it, it's again back to the discussion about protecting one type of uh, publisher or one type of doing business. And what we really need is something that levels the playing field. So what can come forward uh, actually has the opportunity to do it so so you, you need to create a path or uh, opportunity for media publishers to do something new uh, something that is needed so uh, and that actually just ties into the third recommendation is that you should s support ideas and not business models uh, because there's uh, um, you know journal uh, the best journalistic businesses and publishers, they come from the heart. They come from people wanting to tell stories in a different way, to challenge uh, the people in power in different ways. And they're born out of uh, like uh, a need to do it. Uh, but uh, business models of the old days, you know, you have tons of employees, etc., and you're protecting the business, not the journalism you're doing, but the business. So legislators should really focus on giving opportunities to create support the ideas because that is actually what allows us to have a proper and good public debate across the entire you know, European Union and beyond. That, that um, is actually um, a very good one. I think the, the, the protecting the ideas and empowering uh, uh, companies and innovative models rather than looking at just keeping a status quo to a certain extent, which a lot of the legislation does, is it basically crystallizes the position of existing players. Your your moment of, of uh, stress, Thomas. <laughs> the soapbox moment. There's two lovely ladies looking at you, uh, Ursula and Roberta, who uh, meet uh, respectively the Commission and the Parliament in Brussels. And you have two minutes to deliver a message uh, to them in terms of what you think uh, would be useful that they do and um, you know you only have the weight of all of uh, innovative uh, news media publishers in Denmark on your shoulders so that should be easy I'll give you your uh, your two minutes all right. Uh, well, uh, I, I think like the most important thing to uh, to do is to ensure that there is a healthy uh, public discourse debate across uh, the entire European Union. And the way to do that is to have a plurality of options in the media. So, you know, there's uh, there uh, to get people engaged in society. Some people like this type of news. Some people like that type of news. And what <laughs> lets them engage with the news is that they are offerings that actually uh, are you know tasteful to them. Some people like watching things on video. Some people like listening to the news. Some people like reading it. But the most important thing is that there isn't just like a uniformity, one type of media publisher out there, but that there are many perspectives. And the most important <laughs> task for a legislator in Europe is to ensure that there is a breadth, uh, multiple uh, uh, option of uh, multiple options in the media landscape. So 
people can engage at every level and at different cost levels. And I think that's like the main task. Make sure that they, there's a lot of choice and different choices. Okay, I think uh, choice is usually what the Commission and, and the European Parliament say they want to achieve uh, for users. So that should ring uh, a bell in a positive sense, I, I think, with, with both institutions and hopefully also the Council. Um, thank you so much for uh, your time today on this podcast. Thank you for bringing, I think, a practical experience that has also the perspective of the Danish environment, which, as you said in your introduction, every environment is different uh, on media. So I think it's important to get as many views as possible from different geographies and from different uh, cultures of media. Um, I'm, I'm sure that we will be discussing uh, acts like the Media Freedom Act that will be upcoming soon. Uh, and I hope that the Commission will hear your plea to listen to as many voices as possible to make sure that it's not just a few that are represented in Brussels. Thank you, Thomas. And um, I think we will still be discussing this in the next months and who knows, maybe on another podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Pleasure to be on.